Alright, so hey y'all, it's your girl Sia Malone back with another episode of Off the Top. Uh, we are here, and this is long overdue. Um, I haven't seen y'all in months. We can honestly say it's probably been about four months, maybe? Yeah, we'll say that. So, uh, definitely just want to do a little bit of an update on, you know, my personal life and just my life and just things that I've been experiencing, things I've been going through and so forth. But... Before I do that, I definitely just want to say I appreciate everyone that's still in tune. I appreciate everyone that is just just engaging and just being involved with Off The Top, Age Fitness, One Step Closer, just anything that I have going on. I really appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart. I just really want to put that out there. Um, so just an update. Yeah, like I was saying, um, if you follow me on Instagram, I had posted on my Instasnap the other day that the last time you guys saw me, I was single. So, of course, a lot of people will look at it like single. Wasn't you in a relationship for, like, you know, a year and a half? And that is very true. Uh, but I always tell people, and I honestly do believe you're single until you're married. So, yes, being in a relationship, which I kind of view as courting, is okay. You getting to know somebody. You dealing with somebody. Seeing if this is someone that you know, really want to, that you want to spend the rest of your life with. And vice versa. Like, I think it gives a man an opportunity to do the same. Like, See if you want to spend the rest of your life with them. However, I still do believe, although it didn't happen in my case, I still do believe that after six months, like a man will know if he wants to marry you. Let me just rephrase that. That did happen in my case. Definitely knew if that he wanted to marry me, you know, within six months. But what I meant was more so like getting married, you know, in six months or seven months or whatever case is. So just backing it up a little bit. I definitely do believe that, you know, within six months, like a man will really know if he wants to marry you. And that was my situation. Like I was with, uh, just for those that don't know, my husband, his name is Brandon. So I was with Brandon for like, uh, we'll say, I think it was probably less than six months. Um, and you know, he was talking about marriage and he wanted to marry me and you know, like he, you know, he had this feeling I'm going to be his wife and, and so much. But what I will say that allowed that opportunity was our friendship. We were friends for two years prior to us being in a relationship or, you know, just getting serious and dealing with each other, period. We were friends, like literally friends, y'all. And if you don't believe me, you would have to just go ask him. Or you can ask people I was around, they know. I was friends with him for two years. Like, it was nothing but probably the most, like, a phone call. Um, you know, like, here and there, checking in on each other, see how we doing, what you got going on, making sure everything is cool, stuff like that. But it was never nothing serious. But let me just say this. I definitely did know before we were friends that he was interested. Um, but the reason why I kept him as a friend is because, like I preach to women all the time, we're in control. Like ladies, we are in control. Like we control a lot of what we have no idea until you just unlock this, this part of life, you don't understand it. You are really in control. So by then I already knew that I controlled a lot of the stuff that happened in my life, especially with people. Like that was nothing to me. So. I kept him as a friend because, um, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't the woman that that type of man required. And I knew that if I talked to him at this time, if I dated him at this time, if I dealt with him at this time, um, it would be a lot of negative 
things that we will be looking over or building on top of. And I, I really believe that the foundation is everything. So I wanted that foundation to be as pure and as genuine as it could be. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to deal with you. I'm not going to do nothing. You know, like I probably text you or respond every now and then, but Brandon will say it himself. Like I was ignoring him for the longest, but it wasn't like ignore. It was just more so like I was saving what we have today. Like, and, and it's so crazy because I, okay, I'll say that a little later. Um, I was saving what we have today and I'm just like, if I do this now, like this, it's just no way. Like the Saya that I was then, it was like, you know, a little bit careless. I just uh, put myself first and it was so much like, and I didn't learn, um, you know, ways to be a good woman, a wife, a God-fearing woman, all this stuff until later. Like I was in the process when I met, when I met Brandon, I actually met Brandon a year, the year after I had got baptized and gave my life to Christ. So it was like, I met him in the process of God fixing me and changing me. And I'm just like, I'm not going to deal with this man until I'm there yet. Like, I'm not, I'm just not, I'm not fumbling it. Absolutely not. And I already knew the type of man he was. So just a little fast forward, I'm trying to speed this up. A little fast forward. Um, we both attended like the same gym and stuff like that. And he had a friend and I had told his friend just one random time, Andrew, we wasn't dealing with each other. Um, there wasn't no serious like seeing each other, absolutely not sleeping with each other. Like it wasn't just none of that. And it just was like, I had walked in the gym one day and I'm just like, you know, where my FH? <laughs> I still laugh at that to this day. Cause I'm like, where's my FH? I had asked his friend that. And then his friend was like, you who? I'm like my future husband <laughs> like don't play like I just knew and everybody that knows me if you're really close like if you're really close to me you know I be having like these feelings and I just be knowing like I really just be knowing so I'm like where's my future husband so um just a little fast forward now today that definitely is my husband thank to God um and yeah like I kind of just I just knew like I really just knew and with all that being said, um, I just want to remind ladies, again, you are in control of your life. You're in control of a lot of the stuff that you have no idea about. And it's not in a sense for you to take advantage of it. What I mean by control is, is if you want something, you will have it. And if you don't have it, you don't want it. Okay? You don't want it. You have to kind of shift your mindset and the way you do things and the way you just like think, the way you maneuver all the way around to just receive certain things in life. And again, that process for me was amazing. I wouldn't take it back or go back for nothing. Like it made me the woman I am today. And uh, again, I just wouldn't trade it for nothing. So let's just get into the show. That's just an update of, um, you know, what my life, what has been going on in my life. And besides that, I am definitely going to answer the number one question that I have. Where is your ring? Why don't you have a ring? Um, you know, you married now, but like, you know, and this is from everybody, like my elders, my, my mom, um, like his family and, and just like random people, of course, that will find out that I'm married and they're like, oh, well, where's your ring? So we'll get into that a little bit later. I'm going to keep going. Um... Again, thank you for tuning in with Off The Top with Saya Malone. I do appreciate y'all, and let's get into it. So today I have some interesting things to talk about, all right? You know we always got something interesting to talk about. But today's topic is you versus you. 
So I chose to talk about this today because like a lot of people I'm around and just this generation, society, just everything. Overall, people just feel like, you know, life is about them and it's about, you know, yourself. And and then when you talk to people, they always they say this thing where, you know, like I got to put myself first and, you know, and it's just a little playing around TikTok going around, you know, like I put myself first, whatever from a TV show and so many people are really like that in real life like you really do feel like you know you have to put yourself first and you do um so I'm here to kind of just talk about that like the whole you versus you thing and what I want people to understand before I really get into it is that when it's you versus you like that's a fight you won't have forever like until you leave this earth you're not going nowhere like is you right so number one you don't want to fight forever like you just don't like you want to find some type of peace and just some type of steadiness in life so you could just really like enjoy life and I don't mean enjoy life with materialistic things or doing things or going places like none of that I'm talking about enjoy life like when you wake up every day you're really happy to be here and you enjoy what you can you make the best out of what you have and you just keep pushing so with the you versus you thing, people sometimes need to understand is that it's not you against yourself. First of all, you're not the only person here. You're not the only person in your life. And you versus you is a, a negative perspective to have on life. Like, you know, like I'm worried about myself. Nine times out of ten, everything you have going on in life involves somebody else. Like, it involves somebody else. You do... Um, like have this, let me not say you have to have it either, but some of us have this level in our personality or this quality, whatever you want to call it in our personality that allows us to basically like center ourselves. And if we have to, we will sever ties before people hurt us or you will easily like, you know, Put yourself before somebody else like it's just those little things and what I've learned is that that's not really like the best answer you know to everything to some things yes don't get me wrong like if something is really going to harm you before it helps you then obviously you put yourself you know first in order for you to be the best version of yourself you have to kind of you have to deal with yourself you have to be the best like you can be and part of that is, of course, putting yourself first. But the moment that you start to affect others, harm others, or even like offend people, you are want to be like if you're deemed as, you know, like inconsiderate and stuff like that. That's when you want to start evaluating, like, how am I, you know, putting myself, how is putting myself first, like negatively affecting me? So that brings the two uh, things that kind of battle each other when it comes to that. And it's selfless and selfish. So being selfless and selfish can be confusing. And sometimes when you're, you know, trying to be a better person or you're trying to grow, you find yourself in between those two things, being selfish and selfish, selfish and selfless. And it's like, well, what do I choose? What, what should I overall become? Because the person that you are, you want to be one of them. Like you do. You want to be one of them. You either want to be selfish or you want to be selfless. But it takes time to determine, like, which one is better which one is more you know genuine and and just will be 
you know, overall good in the most high eyes? Like what, what version of myself or what characteristic between those two should I add to me in order for me to be the best version that I could be? And the surprising answer is definitely selfless, okay? So for those that don't know, selfless is just to be like more, you know, let's say like concerned or worried about people, uh, people's well-being, their wishes and so forth before your own. And obviously self selfish would be just more of like you putting yourself first, obviously, um, just being selfish like I think we all know what selfish is so again just being selfless is definitely uh, the better way to be putting your putting your loved ones you know before yourself when you can of course when it's not going to send you home crying at night or have you waking up the next day like hating yourself or something like that but definitely like if you and just for an example or just throwing it out there um for someone like myself, like I have a very busy schedule, it's up and down, it's never really like 100% set. I try to set it, but just the way my life is, it just, just things just come up. Things come up and things go. So with that being said, like I had family members and I'm like a very dependent person when it comes to my family. Like my family just knows if they need anything, they could call me, need to talk, they could call me, need advice, they could call me. and. And this is like with no, like, let my enemies tell it, they'll tell you something different. But the people closest to me know that you could come to me about anything, anything, and I will never ever make you feel no type of way. Like offense, judgment, none of that. It just doesn't come. Do I judge what you're telling me? Absolutely. Do I decide, you know, whether, you know, what you're saying is good or bad or what I'm going to tell you is good or bad? Like. I do some type of judgment within, you know, that, but it, it's never like towards the person. So again, um, just me being that person, they know that they could call. It's like with me having a schedule that I have, if somebody asks me for something, like, and I mean, it's something that they need, um, or a ride, or they need to take care of something, whatever case is, they got to do something, they need a second pair of hands. So. For me, I literally will try my best. When I say my best, then 9 times out of 10, I do. That's why everybody calls me. It's because 9 times out of 10, if you call me, I'm coming. That's because I'm always going to try to put my best to make what you have going on just as important as what I have going on. There is no such thing as like, oh, I, you know, like, obviously, if you have to work, you have to work. But there's no such thing as, oh, um, you know, like, I'm, I'm doing something. You have to wait. It's more like I, I question what I'm doing. Before I tell someone they have to wait, I look at what I'm doing. Like, can this, can I do this later? Or can this wait 10 minutes? Would it really harm me if I do this tonight? Okay, cool. And easily, I jump up. Like, and like for an example, again, just getting a little bit more personal. That was a general example of myself, but I'm going to get more personal to something that really, really happened. Like last week, or I think the week, well, yeah, last week, um, my grandmother had like a doctor's appointment and with me I totally forgot like again I have a busy schedule I totally forgot but you know me and my sister were going to attend so I got a phone call from my mom like you know where are you at and I'm like I'm home and then she's like uh you know grandma's about to go to the hospital are you going with her she thought that you and you were going with her and I'm just like uh yeah I forgot though mind you I'm in the middle of a test um after that test I had to study and 
I'm currently building a website. So I was dealing, dealing with that as well. So I'm like, okay. So then I just, I'm like, all right, uh, let me see something. I don't know what I said, but I hung up the phone and I just looked at the computer and I'm thinking to myself, like, I could do this later. I instantly got up and I made my way down to where I had to go and I made it. Um, didn't end up going to the doctors with her, of course, but went to her house and I was just with her. And I realized that I had not only just that time to spare, but I probably had an extra hour or two to spare. So I spent that with her. And my goal is definitely to do that more often with just family members in general, friends, people that I love, period. But it is way better to be selfless than to be selfish. Um, Lord knows if I would have stayed there and, and just, oh, so let me just make this clear. The test that I was taking was a test that I was taking myself. So it wasn't like I was in a test that was timed or nothing. Obviously, if you in that case, you have to put yourself first. Remember, you don't want to do nothing that's going to harm you. But for me, I started that test. I ended the test. I could restart the test. I could review the test. I could do anything. So it was more so like a, with that type of control over what I have going on, I'm going to really like take control. This can wait. I'm going to do what I got to do. When I come back, I handled everything. I didn't lose nothing. She didn't lose nothing. But I honestly felt like if I didn't go, you know, someone would have felt hurt. Someone would have felt alone. Someone would have felt like they couldn't, you know, like they don't have nobody to, you know, be with or depend on. And Who's that person? Not my problem. I just know I'm just going to do what I could do, right? So that's what that. Being selfless is definitely better than being selfless. Um, it's going to take time for a lot of people to understand, but it's one of the best things that, you know, you could learn in life. Selfless is better than selfish. Uh, so moving on, I just want to get a little, a little bit into like, you know, finding yourself I don't know why everybody around me think that I am like this, what can I call it? It's like this person that just has life figured out. Like you just, like you're it. And I'm just like, I'm not, like I'm not. But the reality is the little bit of wisdom that I have from God seems to be so big to people. And I mean people that have been on this earth like two times longer than I have have twice or three times the education that I have. Like, it's like five times the experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the same people that are looking at me like, yo, like I need to talk to you. I need to learn this. Or can you teach me this? Or can you show me this? And and literally it's nothing but like God. Like it's really nothing but God. So what I wanted to get at with finding yourself is breaking down how I felt myself. I didn't find myself until I found God. Like that's just the simple, the simplest way I could put it. There's no way that you would be able to unlock who you are without finding who created you. It's just not gonna happen. So definitely with myself, um, I was reckless, y'all. I was reckless. Like again, you can ask people around me, I was reckless, and I'm not perfect. So I will honestly sit here and tell y'all still to this day, okay, like I'm not. I'm human and I'm walking with God and I'm trying to, you know, be a better person and get saved and, and so forth. But at the same time, I'm human. So best believe like, you know, recently, not recently as in like yesterday or weeks or months, but recently in my life after, you know, dealing with God and finding God, that's what I mean by recently. So I find myself, you know, having to 
you tap into let me be specific not tap into who I really really used to be but just slightly like I've I, you know dealt with a couple situations and people that have got me a little bit closer to who I used to be but what I will say is with the control that I speak on all the time um, I made it my decision to distance myself from certain people that bring that out of me because that's not what I'm trying to do and that's not who I'm trying to be but by me being human it still comes out like people say it all the time like I don't know how to talk and I do know how to talk obviously y'all can see that I know how to talk the thing is if I, I'm 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 just not the person I'm not the person that's the nicest way I could put it I'm not the person I'm not the person to play with that you play with like you play with everybody else I'm just not like so I can easily show you that not then okay so let me say this the Lord has delivered me from physically showing people um how I'm not the person to play with right and I really thank him for that because the physical part brought nothing but more negativity like nothing but more negativity so now I know how to verbally and um I don't know how I could say this but through my energy I can show you that I'm not this this not that you know what I'm saying and it's not I don't even think without me crossing the lines of cursing or obviously hurting somebody I don't think what I'm doing is wrong because I think you do have to have some type of boundary that when people meet you, they know can't be crossed. Like you, you have to have something there to let people know, like how you supposed to be treated. And of course, the best way to do that is to show them, right? But not everybody gets that. So you still want to have this, like something there that people know, like this is not something that you could cross over easily. And when you do cross on this side, promise you okay it's not going to be what you think it's going to be it's just not um but I really just I say all this to say that finding myself allowed me to become a better person with all that like it's even now to the point like you know people come to me and try to tell me like one of the things people love to say is you think you better than me, me or you think you better than people or whatever the case is and the reality is I don't I think I I think I am who I think I am. That's what it is. I think I am who I think I am. And you think I'm better than you. That's that's like, that's really all it is. And that's what I mean, like, with finding yourself just allows you to just deal with things, like, so, so easily. It's like, you do feel like you up there, but you don't make people feel like you up there. But it feels like you up there because you're different from everybody else and you see things you see things differently you respond differently you act differently everything is just different your attitude is different everything is just different so it's like if I'm different obviously we can't be the same we can't be on the same level we just can't like we just can't there's righteous unrighteous there's clean there's unclean there's negative there's positive there's evil there's good like do you see how there's a difference between like almost like everything in life so if we're different obviously obviously we will not be the same or doing the same or how people like to say like on the same level okay and that's something that's hard for people to accept but again when you find yourself you easily can let people know that without hurting them or without even feeling bad about yourself like 
you know, did that come off wrong or did I offend somebody? No, I don't feel bad when I tell people I know who I am. And I don't feel bad when I tell people I don't think I'm better than you. You think I'm better than you. I don't feel bad. I don't. Why would I feel bad? I didn't say that. You said that nine times out of ten. So it just comes with also like this confidence. Like you unlock this type of confidence that I don't think will come with other things in life. Like you really like just believe what you believe. Like your mindset just becomes stronger. You become stronger as an individual overall. But it's not to the point that it's like, and don't get me wrong, when you find yourself, let me let me say this, because a lot of people get from that. And also a lot of people think about me like, you know, like I'm, you know, uh, kind of like what I think is law or I don't like to be receptive to what people think. And you'd be surprised because I'm usually the biggest student in the room, but I don't got to say it. I don't got to say it. I just leave room with the most knowledge. I leave the room with the most knowledge. That's how you know that I'm the biggest student in the room. Like we both, we, I could be sitting in a room with a bunch of people, people talking, everybody think that you the one that think you know it all. Mind you, I'm probably talking in a conversation as well, dropping gems as well, but people just looking at you like you think you know it all, da, da, da. but I left that conversation with the most because in my inside, like in here, I'm a student. I don't have to show that. I don't have to be that. You get what I'm saying? And here I'm a student. And I'm not here to really get people to understand, like, you know, whether or not I, I think I'm a student or I think I'm a teacher or I think I know it all or whatever the case is. Because people won't think what they want to think. I'm just here to be. Okay? Like, I'm just here to be. Whatever I want to be, that's what I'm going to be. So if I want to be a student, I'm going to be a student. At some points, I'm a teacher. And if I got to be the teacher, then I'm going to be the teacher. Like, I'm, I'm really, like, adjustable. Like, it doesn't matter what I have to do or where I'm at. I can easily just adjust and adapt. Like, that's another thing that comes with finding yourself. So you just, like, just like I said, just finding yourself. It just, it, so many things in life just get unlocked and it becomes easier. But I have to soak and let you know that you cannot, you can't do that without finding God. Like, I didn't know who I was. Everything that I was doing, the stuff that I was interested in. I'm not, I don't see myself doing and I don't see myself interested in the same way today. And it's a lot of things that like years ago, I had a feeling that I was like stepping away or I was losing interest in some stuff and, but I was still doing it. And today they're absolutely gone. So even through the process of like you feeling like, you know, I don't, I used to do this all the time, but now it's like, you know, I don't feel like doing it the same, or I don't have the same energy when I do it. It's just different. Part of that, especially if that's after you have me on God, it's, it's, it's a good part. It's the good part. Things are going that should be going. And when things go that should go, things can come that need to come. So finding yourself also like allows you to make room in your life for the things that are supposed to be there, the people that are supposed to be there. And that brings me to my last topic today. Losing friends, losing family members, losing people, losing opportunities, losing life, okay? I think there's a scripture, as a matter of fact, and I wanna, um, I wanna say it real quick, so just give me a second, because I wanna actually read it. Because people, people think that you know, um, 
people think that losing their life uh, is like the end of the world. Losing friends, losing family members, losing it all. We all look at a loss like it's negative, period. That's how we're taught and raised. But I never really deemed losses as negative. I always deemed them as, you know, room for improvement or room to get better. But everybody is not the same. So um, let me just read this. In regards to... So I try to pull up the KGB, K, um, King James Version because honestly, I mean, everybody going to say what they're going to say. But for me, when I read scriptures, I like to read it in that version because it's the closest translation to the Hebrew um, Bible. And that's the original Bible, the original, the original scriptures, should I say. Um, it was written in Hebrew. So the King James Version is the closest translation to it. Once you get to like the New Testament and stuff it uh things get a little bit different all right so as i was saying um that's just the best translation in my opinion so i just want to read you a little bit of something before i get into losing friends losing family losing opportunities losing um like people close to you it really doesn't matter what it is just losses in life period so um, this scripture is Matthew 16, 24 through 26, and I'm just going to read Matthew 16, um, or matter of fact, I'm going to start at 24. I'm going to start at 24. So 24 says, then Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me for whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So, again, I just say that losing, when you find God, which is part of the first scripture, okay? If any man come after me, let him deny himself, take up a cross, and follow me. So if you choose to follow God, okay, you have to understand that you would have to leave who you are behind, who you were before you found him behind, the way you think behind, what you like to do behind, your habits behind, everything has to be left behind. So that way you can see clearly what's in front of you. Now you go forth and find out that whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, meaning and, and this is why I chose this because in regards to uh, what I'm getting ready to say, it, it goes the same. All right. So whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. When you lose friends, when you lose friends because you found God, nine times out of 10, he got better friends waiting for you. When you lose a loved one because you found God, I'm the perfect person to use as an example lost a loved one somebody i thought i was going to be with for the rest of my life but i lost them in the midst of me finding god and when i found god i realized that i had to let that behind like completely that has to stay behind but it made room for what i have today losing family members same thing same thing the scriptures say that uh, you're, uh, uh, I'm gonna find it. Let me find it. I'm gonna have it for y'all next time. Um, 
but I'm gonna tell you this after I finish what I'm saying. I don't wanna lose my track. But the scriptures say something about a brother, a sister and a brother in Christ is more than a brother and sister in life. What does that tell you? Family members, respectfully, honestly, if you against, if, if what I'm standing for is different when it's my own opinion on something, like if I say I like the color red and you like the color blue, then obviously we good to go. You get what I'm saying? But if I'm saying I don't like to do something or I don't want to do something or I don't like the way something is or I don't agree with something, whatever the case may be, and it's for God and you decide to go against it or whatever the case is, you got to go. Like that That's something I don't even debate about. You got to go. You can't tell anybody that used to be around, okay, that you probably saw as a family member, honestly, and I love them dearly, but that's something I don't play with. Disrespecting God. God first, disrespect second. I don't play with. So it's one of them things like, you mix them two together, disrespectful with God involved, you're done. You're done. Sorry, you're done. <laughs> you're done. So it's one of the things, like I said, you shall find it. Now I have, I have people, I don't even want to call them friends. I have these people around me that God has brought into my life that's a sister. That's a cousin that I always ask for. Um, some of them are old enough to be that aunt that I that I yearn for, the one that I would love to look up to and see all the time. And then you also, of course, you develop um, relationships with people that are not, like I wouldn't say they think like close or family members or friends or none of that stuff, but it's like you just know you have these relationships with people. Like if you need something, you can call them. If they need something, they could call you. This is stuff that God has brought forth to me when I decided to say that, you know, I'm on his side and I'm standing with him. But when I was standing with him and I was on his side, I felt myself. Now, in the midst of me finding myself and finding him, I lost my life. I lost it. I lost every, every friend that you saw me around when I was a teenager, okay? And I found Christ when I was uh, 19. 19, yeah. Leaving right into my 20s, right before my 20s. Lord have mercy. I thank you to this day. I just realized that you saved me before I hit 20. Um, and I was still going through stuff. But again, it's the seed was planted before I hit 20. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, um, yeah, so just being uh, that young and being able, like the people you saw me around, it was like, you know, obviously that was what I enjoyed. That was the people that I liked or whatever the case is. But you see me today. They, listen, it's not that I don't want them here. They can't be here. That's what it is. Like, I'm trying to tell you, like, when you have this, it's something, like he says, who shall, like, find his, find, you know, him, you're going to lose your life. Like, you're just going to. Like, I really lost it. I lost friends. I lost my loved ones. I lost family members. I lost um, jobs. And it's so crazy because the job I was working at, it was like I was dealing with these two older women that you could just tell had this like negative energy with anything that had to deal with God. He removed me. At that moment, I'm like, I gotta pay my bills. I gotta do stuff. Like, what am I gonna do? But he removed me. And the next position he put me in opened the door for the position that has opened the door for my business. It's just like, it just keeps going and keeps going, but you just never know. But when you lose it, for God's sake, understand that there is something it's going to be something better you won't find something better you're it's going to come to you nine times out of ten but you're going to find something better but when you lose it for the wrong reasons when you lose it because you're just being ignorant when you lose things because you're being arrogant when you lose things because you're being evil you're not being the right person it's different 
But like I said, people can't be around me today because they can't. They can't. They soul, they energy don't sit right with minds. It ain't about them being a bad person or me being a bad person. These are great people that I used to be around. These are great people um, that I used to deal with or whatever the case is. But understand that when you're dealing with God, it's like that force, there's nothing. Like we all know energy. We know everything. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to it, we taught that. But understand there is nothing, nothing that can compare to the energy that God has. And, and when you deal with him, what he drops into your life, there's nothing that can compare. So like I said, losing the friends, um, losing everything, like losing, um, you know, loved ones and so forth. You really do like, you really do make room for what's better. Like, and you wouldn't be able to tell that if you didn't let it go. Like, you didn't let it go, but you got to be willing. Like, so one of the things that I want to say that I was willing to do when I said that I wanted to find God, um, I was willing to let go of everything and anything. And I said it. I honestly said it. I even told people around me. Like, in a sense that you better hope that you ain't on that side because I'm telling you, the moment there's one little flag that says you got to go, you won't go. Because it was like I was willing to sacrifice my life what I liked, what I did, just to find the truth. And when you really searching for it like that, like when when you really searching for the truth, you gonna find it. It's gonna come to you. See, a lot of people in this life search for comfortability. And I know and deal with a lot of people that I bump heads with when it comes to this stuff. And mind you, we could be talking about the same God. We could be talking about the same scriptures. We could be talking about this, like, just the same things in general in life period but there's some type of friction that's because there's a difference between comfortability and truth see truth makes you uncomfortable so it's no way you won't be comfortable you get what i'm saying truth it puts fire underneath your behind the truth washes away everything you ever thought and everything you ever believed what you was raised upon like it washes all that away and it makes room for new but comfortability brings which you like comfortability is always going to bring um also i mean just respectfully it's going it's going to bring friction because your knowledge and what you like and what you know is limited versus truth the truth wisdom from god it ain't no error in it it ain't no error in it there's always going to be error in what you think and what you feel always you're human your knowledge is limited regardless and honestly even when you're dealing with god you know he pouring your wisdom his wisdom into you and so forth but he says to himself the, that's why i said his wisdom is nothing it's nothing you could compare it to him period but his wisdom is nothing you could compare to it which is why he gives to people precept precept upon precept little by little it's too much for any human to endure but when you're looking for truth you will find it Nine times out of ten, when you look at for truth, you're also gonna be uncomfortable. You're not gonna be okay. Like I said, I was dealing, with, I was dealing with somebody I thought I was supposed to be with for the rest of my life. I found the truth. All of a sudden, I don't sleep the same at night. I don't talk the same. The kiss wasn't the same. The hugs wasn't the same. Everything started changing. It just started changing. Same thing with friends. Like it's like can't party the same. Conversation's not the same. I'm. It's, you want to talk and it's like I can't like it's like the stuff you want to talk about just don't move me and just, I'm just I'm not interested it's just so much but I want to read this again this part Matthew 16 26 before I leave off 
Um, and I am going to end off with the question that I, I mentioned earlier that everyone keeps asking. Um, but Matthew 16, 26, for what is a man profited if he shall gain the world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Understand, understand your soul is really all you have. I, I know you like to think, you know, your, your bank account is what you have. The bags is what you have. The shoes is what you have. Your body is what you have. Like, the people around you are what you have. Listen, your soul is all you have. Everything else can be and will be taken from you. That's probably going to go over a lot of people's heads. Your own children, your own mothers, your fathers, your brothers, your sisters, your best friends, your cousins, the job you love the most, the house you built from the ground up with your bare hands. All this stuff can be taken from you and will be taken from you. The only thing that you have is your soul. Take advantage of it. Try to control where it's going to go because that's what this life is about. It's about where you're going to go next. So again, what shall a man profit it if he shall gain the world and lose his own soul? There's nothing in this world that's worth losing your soul. Not a person, not a thing, not a instrument, a, a sound. Nothing in this world is worth losing your soul. So if you ever have to and when, when you say losing your soul, you automatically have to compare, you know, your ways, God's ways, what he wants you doing and stuff like that. When you're doing the wrong stuff, you're going down. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's just going down. When you're around, around the wrong people, you're going down. So there's no point to have anything in this world that allows you to go down. Nothing. Your soul comes first. When you're doing things in life, you're making decisions, you're trying to figure out what should I do? Always ask what's best for my soul. Like, what's best? That's going to be the easiest thing. So I just want to definitely just allow y'all to let that sink in and um, leave that with uh, the last thing on your mind um, that I spoke on from this podcast. And just to end off for our exit, we would definitely just be discussing Everyone wants to know and keeps asking me why I don't have no rings. So interestingly, um, when I first uh, got serious with Brandon, that was actually something that I told him. I was like, when we get married, I just want you to know that we ain't doing no, I don't want no ring. I didn't even say we, I said, I don't want no ring. So, and he was like, you don't want no ring. Um, you know, like what? Like that was like, it was so shocking to him. And he just like, okay, um, you know. You probably just saying that now or da, 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 all this type of stuff. And I'm just like, no, like I really don't want to ring. I really don't wear jewelry. If you ever see me um, in person, again, I don't wear earrings. I don't wear necklaces, bracelets, ankle chains. I don't, none of it. I don't wear none of it. You do what you want. But me, I don't wear it. Um, and again, I just, I say this when I was finding God, so many things that I didn't see myself walking away from today, they're gone. Jewelry was one of them. It really was one of them. Um, Everybody know me. I always had some type of pearls or some type of studs or something in my ears. I've always had some type of bracelet or um, what did they used to call them? Uh, charm bracelets. I always had like them on my hands, stuff like that. So uh, definitely liked jewelry, but I just was like, I don't want to do it. So for me, I just decided to leave it alone and uh, God helped me with that. Like he really, he really helped with, helped me 
um, get rid of that. And then on top of that, of course, just knowing, you know, certain scriptures and just, just knowing what, how God views uh, jewelry and so forth. So I'm just going to read y'all two scriptures that also helped me understand because again, with the God, with the scripture say I just read y'all earlier, find him, you lose your life. There's no way you find God and you just easily live in the same exact life you found, you had prior to uh, finding him. There's no way. There's just no way. Because even, even children would have to change things and they don't even know what they're doing. So let's just say 1 Timothy 2, 9, it says, um, in like manner, that woman, in like manner also, that woman adorned themselves in modest apparel, with shamefishness and sobriety, not braided hair or gold or pearls or costly array. So, um, just for myself, uh, just putting that out there, obviously, not with braided hair. That's a sin that I actually still struggle with today. And I pray for a lot. Um, but again, it's a struggle. Just getting away from fake hair and just trying to leave it alone and just, just trust me. I love my hair that God has blessed me with. Anyone that knows me again, you know that. My hair is just so much to take care of, but I'm tired of using it as an excuse. I'm glad that God has changed my heart on that, that like the way I view that now, it's an excuse. I don't view me, my hair being thick or my hair being um, 4C or my hair just being untamable as an excuse to not wear my real hair and to not, you know, exercise, obviously with this, I mean, with the scripture is saying to not wear braided hair. So again, um, I'm gonna read y'all one more. Um, and people are just different. Honestly, I also still believe, a lot of people gonna say this, um, you know, like it's preference, but I honestly do believe that a ring doesn't make people faithful. It doesn't do anything, actually. Um, people take it off to do stuff. I see people with rings just act crazy and it's just like so many things get centered around that materialistic object that people think that that's what stands in between them. Marriage is a gift from God. You know, God gave us marriage, um, again, as a gift. And if you want to get married, you ought to find out the way the person that created it, you know, how, how it's supposed to be done. You don't go to Google and say, how is marriage? Because Google didn't make it. Men didn't make it, period. And men's wisdom is limited. What you think and what this man think is going to be different, which is why we have so many religions today where some men can have six wives and some men can only have one. Some men can have three, but some men can date kids. Like, it's, it's so much. But with God, it's only one way. It's only one way. It's the right way. Figure it out. First Peter 3, 3. Who's adorning? Let it not be that outward adorning of plating the hair and wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel. So again, we heard that hair and we also heard the, you know, the wearing of gold. So it's just seemed, um, I guess in God's eyes, it's just not modest. And it could be the, you know, people idolizing it and so forth. But that's, that's above me. Again, I'm not here to change the world. I'm here to save my soul. I'm here to live for God. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what said, what was said before me, nine times out of ten, is gonna be said after me. So as I just said, like what was here before me will be here after me. And again, it's, it's, it's something hard to accept, but it doesn't matter how we feel. 
God's word is God's word. God's word is also him. So if you deny the word, you're denying him. You can't accept God and not want the scriptures. You can't accept the live for God and not try to understand his ways and his ways of thinking because you got to give up your own um, in that process. And if you still have your own and you, if you claim you believe God, you, you love God and you live for him, but you still think how you think, you still move how you move and what you do is right in your own eyes and you also excuse yourself, you have some more time to go and that's something that you could pray about for yourself something i pray about for myself all the time so i would highly recommend it um but that's just that uh closing off i am going to close with the scripture that i saw today that i really think is necessary and we are done all right um again i appreciate y'all for tuning in with off the top all right it's your girl saya malone um, and I'm definitely trying to be coming back just a little bit more consistent with the shows and just the audio in general. Definitely looking for people that would love to be a guest because I, I, I need some people minds to pick and I love when people pick my mind too. So we'll get in, into that another time. I'm going to read the scripture before uh, we head out and then we're going to head out. So the scripture that I have today is Romans 12. Two. Romans 12 2 and again I'm reading the King James Version so if you know if you can listen in or if you want to go ahead and find it real quick I could type it in on Google King James Version Romans 12 2 so what this scripture says is uh, maybe I should go to one because it's like a continuing it's a continuing Right, I'm just gonna read this one. We'll read. We'll figure. Well, you could read one. Um, obviously, if you pulled it up, I'm gonna start it too. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that is good, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So again, again, you have to renew your mind in order to determine what is good, what's acceptable, what's perfect, and what is of God. If you still think the same, you still view stuff the same that you had when you were growing up, you think how your mom think, you think how your grandma think, your great-grandmas, your great-granddads, your, your ancestors, it don't matter. You have to renew your mind in order to be able to develop this good judgment. It's good judgment. You know what I'm saying? Good judgment. See, there's a judge-er, but we all should exercise judgment. But this is an example of good judgment. All right? So I'm just going to end that off. I appreciate y'all for listening. Again, it's Saya Malone. Y'all can follow me on Instagram, Saya Malone Fit. Also on TikTok, Saya Malone Fit. And subscribe to my YouTube channel, Saya Malone. This is where this video will be posted for you guys to view it. And I will see y'all next time. Blessings.